Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer today. This is Sunday morning, August 15th. So glad to have you along. We like to get in the Word of God each day and we like to pray for our churches on Sunday, but I feel compelled today to, um, to address some of the situation going on in this major, major, major world event in Afghanistan right now. Seems like a long ways away. We've been in war over there for 20 years. And even after 20 years, as I was putting together this, the title here, I'm st I still had to check, do I know how to spell Afghanistan? It seems far away, but the simple implications of what has happened there the last 20 years and what's going on today are immense. And it, it, and it really does... Uh, compel us to cry out to God and to pray and to stand back and look at some bigger pictures. You know, in the, in the short term, what's happened in the last few hours, the few days there, and what is happening now, it really is a disaster. There's no other word for it. It's a humanitarian disaster. The number of people being killed, executed, publicly executed. The Taliban are a ruthless people. They are a ruthless understanding of Islam. They are authoritarian beyond imagination. And we can expect a great deal of bloodshed, a great deal of war booty, a great deal of revenge that would be taken out from, from them, by them, upon uh, those who, did, who sought to, shall we say, bring Afghanistan into the modern world. It's been, this is a humanitarian disaster that's being faced right now. It's a foreign policy disaster for the United States, a total failure, a complete failure in this, in, uh, that will go down, to be honest, as one of the worst defeats in the history of our country. And as, a, as I've been in foreign countries, one thing that I have always appreciated is that America, as an American, I usually feel safe. I usually feel that my government will be there, and the world knows, you don't, attack an American. Wow. This, that idea took a great, is taking a great blow right now. And indeed, American missionaries, even in Afghanistan and in Muslim countries, I think are going to, I think are, the, their danger is greatly increased as a result of what's going on in Afghanistan right now. Thirdly, it's a leadership disaster. I mean, a leadership disaster that probably goes back to the Bush administration and a in, it, it, inability to understand how much religion affects some people. America has been such a secular nation that right from when we thought we could invade Iraq and Afghanistan and we could set people free in the Middle East and these Muslim countries and they would choose democracy they would choose freedom they would choose they would choose American values and they didn't why well because our leadership in our country has become so secularized that they have failed to understand how much American values are tied to the Christian religion let me say that again our academics, our politicians, our leadership has totally lost sight of how much our American values of freedom, family, 
the, the things that drive us, the things that we believe, that somehow we believe that's what everybody wants, how much that is tied to, the religion, to our religion of Christianity and how much when there is, where there are other religions, how some of these values aren't present, particularly the religion of Islam and a, and a strong adherence to it. It's a failure of leadership to understand how important, Christi- how important religion is to most people and how important it should be to us. And indeed, right, and the, that failure of leadership came right down to July 8th when President Biden was asked, as our withdrawal, I mean, the day after we said our troops are now out, the day after, when he was asked, is, is, are the Taliban a threat to overtake the country like we saw happen with the South Viet, in South Vietnam back in the 75? Oh, no, 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 nothing to worry about. The Taliban, they don't, they're not nearly as organized. They don't have that power. They can't do it. And here we are just five weeks later, and the country's been overrun. A, a leadership disaster, a foreign policy disaster, it is a spiritual and ideological disaster. I hate to say it, but my friends, I don't know if you remember, but one of the first foreign policy initiatives in the Trump administration was to say, we must root out this radical Islam. And he went to Saudi Arabia and called together, and there was the largest gathering of, of um, Muslim leaders of Islamic countries ever addressed by a U.S. president and was on Saudi soil. And in a speech that was magnificent, he called upon Muslim Muslim leaders to root out this terroristic, violent, extremist view of Islam. And dare I say, for the last four years, it was pretty much rooted out. ISIS was destroyed and beaten. Al-Qaeda was on the run. And we saw very little terrorism, relatively speaking in our nation, in the Western nations, and in the foreign nations. Wow, that's now gone. That, that has vanished in the last few weeks. And now there is a narrative that will change that violent Islam, extremist Islam, Taliban-style Islam is victorious. If we don't think this is I, my prediction, we're going to see a significant increase in Terrorism, And it's not because Al-Qaeda is going to have bases in, in Afghanistan, although that may certainly be a part of it. It's an ideological uh, idea. Who wins? Which one is better? Which one prevails? And, right now, and for the last four years, shall we say, moderate Muslims had the upper hand. And the extremist Muslims, shall we call them, were on the run. That's, that narrative has now changed this week. And it's ominous, if you ask me. It's a disaster for our veterans, many of whom gave their lives, many of whom are forever injured as a result of injuries there, and the way that we have departed, and the way and so forth. You know, you really wonder, has our government been lying to us all along about how strong Afghanistan would be? how we were training them, how we put in trillions of dollars. My friends, do you realize when we entered Afghanistan in 20 years ago, the national debt was $3.5 trillion. Today, it's approaching $30 trillion. 
That's unsustainable. And my friends, uh, that's not all due to this war, obviously. There, you know, we had a housing crisis since then. We've had COVID since then. We've had other crises, and we've had just an out-of-control government in what they spend and an inability to, to bring a budget in any sort of uh, balance. But my friends, I guess I say all this. I usually like to bring good news. I hope that this daily word encouragement, I try and, I try and be positive and lift us up and encourage us. But we're facing some real disasters right now. We're facing some disasters on our southern border. We're facing uh, an ability to, to, to deal with uh, some of this COVID issues. Our, our government is failing us. They really are. We need to pray for them. We, we need to pray for our country. We are living in times that we may not realize, and we try not to realize. I try not to. I try and be positive. And I do want to remind us of the serenity prayer. Are you ready? Father, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. You know, as Americans, we are concerned about our government because we have a say in it. We're not just serfs or pawns that are ruled by an elite. At least we sp- we're not supposed to be. We elect them. They're supposed to be our servants, our representatives. They're not our rulers. They're our representatives. As a result, we feel we should be involved, and we should. We should know what's going on. We should be active. Our churches should be active. I hope our churches will be praying for this situation. I doubt most will, but I hope our churches will be praying and giving us some sort of guidance. And sometimes I speak here because I know our churches don't tend to get involved in some of these issues. But my friend, there's big things here, and and and. Um, and as Christians, we should have a voice. We should have our prayers be heard on high because we live in perilous times, bigger than we realize, more significant. Our country has been in trouble for a long time. Sometimes significant events like this break through and we realize how much trouble we're in and it, and it becomes evident. And then we go back to our daily lives and we go back to our regular life. And we go back to work tomorrow and we read the headlines and, and again, we should be concerned and that, that there's how much can we really do? Well, we can pray. We can pray for good leadership. We can pray that our representatives and those who are leading our country and making big decisions would be smarter than they've been, wiser than they've been, more courageous than they've been. Now, by the way, you know, should I, I'm not taking a position on whether we should pull out or shouldn't. You know, obviously there's a question what should we have done in the first place? Were we? I hope we learn. Are we? Like I said earlier, are we able to go build a nation if we don't have religion a part of it? Could America? I mean, a lesson to be learned here. Could America have become America without the Christian faith? And I would argue no. And I would also argue that if America wants to get into this nation-building ideology, this nation-building policy, which is perhaps a fool's errand, that. It'll never happen simply by military. It'll never happen simply by putting money. They need the right religion. Without the Christian faith, people don't, by and large, the Christian faith and an understanding of God and how God, our relationship to God and who God is and God's love for us and God's desire for relationship with us and and instead of a, an authoritarian law-based 
tyrannical God, a God who truly loves and gave his son for us and sacrificed for us and the servant leadership that Jesus Christ demonstrated. And the idea that I have a relationship with God, not the state as primary, these things will never, will never change countries without a, an understanding of the Christian faith and an embracing of the Christian faith, is my opinion. And as America drifts further and further away from it ourselves, America will be in further and further trouble of sustaining those values right here in the homeland. A little bit different message than normal today, but it's significant. We are seeing a significant, very significant event playing out right in front of our eyes. And uh, we may look back on this weekend and, and, and realize how important it was. I hope we realize it now. Let's go to prayer if we could. Father in heaven, we come to you today distraught. We come to you today worried. We come to you today, Lord, seeing a humanitarian disaster unfold right in front of our eyes and one in which we feel as our, that our nation had a big role in causing to happen. We think, Lord, of this right moment, millions of people on the run, fleeing, fearing their lives, fearing that the women will be taken as slaves, war booty, fearing, Lord, that, that in, our, in this very nation, Lord, as we've put 5,000 troops in there and trying to evacuate our citizens, and, and will they succeed? We pray they would. We pray, Lord, that those who have the American citizens and our troops there and our those who have stood with us for the last 20 years would be evacuated safely. We know, Lord, that's really at peril. There could be just a slaughter of immense disaster right there in the next number of uh, next 24, 48 hours. We pray for a peaceful evacuation. We pray, Lord, for peace in Kabul, in the uh, in the major city there. We pray, Father. We pray, Father, get them out safely. We pray for uh, as peaceful of a transition can be. But, Father, we are grieved, grieved to see the, the, the victory of this extreme understanding of Islam. We're grieved to think, Lord, that this is going to spread like a cancer throughout the Islamic world. We're grieved, Lord, that the lesson will be persevere with violence, persevere with extremism, persevere with this radical understanding of Islam is the way to go. We're grieved, Lord, to think that, that, it's, that many, many, many Muslims will embrace that in a fresh way, like, like not long ago, and seems to have been quelled. Father, we pray for these things. We pray for peace in the Islamic world. We pray, for, we pray, Lord, the gospel. I just think of how many missionaries have gone into the in the Muslim world here in the last, just the last few years. Lord, I know of many myself, and I pray for their safety in these days. I pray, Lord, that those who are bearing witness to Christ in Muslim communities around the world, I pray for their safety. I pray for their success. I pray the gospel would go forth. I pray that many Muslims would believe in Christ. I pray you would use this situation in Afghanistan to cause not Muslims to rise up in greater confidence that Islam will prevail and, 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 a, and, and that violence is the way to do it and advance by the sword. I pray, Father, that this would cause many Muslims 
and, and who are being witnessed to by Christians even day by day to say they want the true Prince of Peace. They want Jesus Christ and to be saved. We pray, Father, for this. Lord, these are dire days. They really are. Help us to understand these are dire days. And I pray, Father, for Christian missionaries around the world in Muslim countries to be uh, wise, shrewd as serpents, innocent as doves. I pray they'd be successful. I pray, Lord, that in, in, if doors are closing, if doors are closing, that they'd make the most of every moment because night is coming when no man can work. And I pray they'd make the most of their time. I pray we here in America would make the most of our time. Help us, Father. There are some things we just can't change, so we accept them and uh, we pray for them, though. We pray for good leadership in America. We pray, Father, for our leadership here to be, to be smarter, to be wiser, to be more understanding of who you are. We pray for our president and Congress, senators. We pray for our leaders here. We pray for the bureaucrats, the military, the Pentagon brass. Lord, it seems like they're so concerned with just being woke about racism and sexism and, and LGBT that they've, they've lost a war. We pray, Father, they would be great humility. We pray there'd be accountability. We pray that there'd be a fear of God, a fresh fear of God that would sweep our country. Awaken us, Lord. Don't let us sleep through this with hard hearts, cold, cold hearts and eyes that, that, that are blind. Help us, Lord, not to, not to, Lord, certain wake-up moments, I pray we would not sleep through them. So we pray for these things, Father. These are significant events. As Christians, Lord, we, we know you're building a kingdom. We want to be building your kingdom, and I pray that your kingdom, I pray in our churches today, Father, that Christians would be built up, would come out stronger. We need strong Christians, Father. We need people who, like the sons of Issachar, understood the times with the knowledge of what we should be doing these times. We need to be building up our, our own faith, building, saving, Lord, our own children, winning our own children, our own schools, our own universities, our own communities. Lord, we pray for we pray for these things. In Jesus' name, we pray for these things. Father, help us to be alert and aware with an understanding of what to do in these days. We pray for our Christian leaders. Give them wisdom. We need leadership, Father. We need leadership. We need people to guide us in how to think about these days and what we should be doing. Help us, Father. We pray for this. Jesus, we thank you. Your church will prevail. But we know it prevails. Sometimes it's, it's prevailing in times that are dark all around us. And there is a darkness around us. Help us, Lord, to shine brightly and courageously. We pray for this today, that we would shine brightly and courageously. We ask for these things, Lord, and we pray for them. Hear our prayers. Come to our aid. Be with our leaders, Lord. Might they turn to you in humble prayer and the fear of God. Again, we pray for the safe evacuation of those who are in Afghanistan now. We pray, Lord, that those who, have, who, who trusted our country and our leadership, and now we pray they would not be abandoned and slaughtered. We pray for these things, and we pray for the heavy heart today, Lord. And so we give this to you because it's out of our hands. We give it to you. And on our part, Lord, help us to walk in your victory today. In the areas we can make a change, help us to have the courage to do so. In the areas we can't, Lord, help us to have the trust to leave it in your hands. And so we do this. We commit these things to you and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay. Well, a little bit different type prayer time than normal. 
I'm glad you're with me. I felt very much in my heart to speak about these things today because it's, it's significant. Tomorrow we're going to continue on our series on the Holy Spirit, our relationship to the Holy Spirit. We've looked in this last week at some of our relationship, and now we're going to look at some of the things that we're told to do so that the Spirit can really have control in our lives. I hope you'll join me. Pass the word along. Uh, it's going to be good. This next week's going to be a good week on our daily word and prayer. So I look forward to seeing you then. And until then, might God bless you. Might God give you his peace. In stormy times and difficult times and dark times, might God give you his peace. Might God give you perspective. Might God give you wisdom. And remember that in all these things, no matter what happens around us, right, our God reigns. He still does. He's not caught off guard. He's not caught off guard. That's the thing to remember. God is not surprised by what men do. He's got a plan. <clears throat> Maybe up his sleeve. It may be right out there, evident for all to see. But God will prevail in the end. So for this, we're grateful and we praise him. All right, you have a great day. I hope you have a good day at church. And we'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Bye-bye. <music>